language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is focused on the top Icelandic foods to try while you're in this lovely country. This episode might be short, but or at least shorter than some of the others, but it gives you a good overview of food to try while here. Before I jump into this list, I have to inform you that I have been a plant-based eater, otherwise known as a vegan eater, for the last five years. However, I did taste all of these foods before I made the transition many years ago, and the foods on this list are very much a part of the Icelandic culture, and it would be difficult to talk about Iceland without mentioning these foods. I just want all of my vegetarian and vegan listeners to know that there are a lot of options for you in Iceland. And I'm working on putting together a video on my YouTube channel and a podcast episode about those options. So the first food I'm going to mention is one you've probably heard of already, which is the Icelandic hot dog. Iceland's hot dog has become a must-have food while visiting. Most tasters of it agree that it is deserving of its reputation. It's a mix of lamb, beef, and other sustainably raised meat that has become a crowd pleaser here. You can top them with fried onions, raw onions, and condiments such as tomatosa, which is ketchup, pilsusinep, which is a sweet hot dog sauce, and it literally is translated to sausage or hot dog mustard, and remolade, which mixes mayo, capers, mustard, and herbs. This all can be served on a warm bun. Of course, you can choose whichever condiments you want, Many people choose to have all of the ingredients on the hot dog. Some people just choose a few. I've never been a fan of raw onions, so when I did try it, I definitely avoided those, but to each their own. You can buy a quality hot dog in any gas station, but the most popular place to get one is at the famous hot dog stand downtown called Bayarin's Bestu Pilsur. And I have a link to it in the show notes of this episode. Also, if you really enjoy the hot dogs, you can buy them in the supermarket packaged and take them home with you. I know for the U.S. at least, you are allowed to bring back hot dogs, lamb, fish, and other types of meat from Iceland. Next on the list is skir, which is a cultured dairy product made in Iceland that has the consistency of strained yogurt. Surprisingly, it is classified as cheese, but I consider it yogurt, and I think a lot of people do as well. It is packed with protein, vitamins, and minerals, and is naturally fat-free. Its texture, taste, and sometimes added flavors, along with it having diet-friendly nutrition, have made it popular around the world. There's a good chance that Siki, Skid, or some other Icelandic brand is available in your grocery store right now. When visiting Iceland, you will be able to try some skid from different brands, which is kind of cool. And the amount of flavors here is pretty incredible. The third on my list, and these are not necessarily in order of favorites or popularity, but because everyone pretty much loves all of these. So just know that if I'm saying third, it's not the third best. Along with skid, most people in Iceland also really love ice cream. And I would say that it probably rivals skid in popularity in this country. There is no such thing as ice cream season here. There can be a snowstorm outside and people will still head over to their favorite ice cream shop for their ice cream fix. 
there are a couple of ways that Icelandic people like to enjoy their ice cream. Of course, just plain ice cream is fine for most people, but Icelandic people like to add a little something extra, of course. One way is having a swirl of vanilla ice cream on a cone dipped in a warm sauce, such as caramel, chocolate, or some kind of licorice sauce, because I really love licorice. And there are some others. The sauce coats the ice cream and forms a thin, hard shell of candy around it. If you're familiar with eating Magnum bars, it kind of gives it that type of coating of the chocolate or whatever the sauce is. Another way to eat the ice cream in Iceland is in a cup mixed with candies of your choice. While they do have different sizes to choose from, I feel like a small is huge and would be more than enough for two people or one person who has a big appetite and really loves ice cream. The ice cream stores are called Isbuden, or literally, ice cream store. There are plenty of them around and are easy to spot because they usually have an illustration of ice cream on a cone in the window of the store. There are some places that offer vegan ice cream in Iceland, but my ultimate favorite is Brynjuis in Kopvor, which is a neighborhood in the Reykjavik area. If you are lactose intolerant or vegan, but you still want some creamy, delicious ice cream, definitely try their vegan ice cream. You can have it soy or coconut-based, and I personally like the coconut-based one, and it's absolutely divine. Number four on the list is lamb, whether it's slow-roasted in a stew or lamb's head. Icelandic people have been raising and eating lamb for centuries. Eating lamb is a huge part of their culture, and they have eaten it in many different forms. Some of the most notable is slow-roasting it, which happens quite a lot here. In a stew, which in the wintertime is usually when it's made because it's very hearty and fatty. Or eating cooked lamb's head. You'll see this very often during the month of February or between January and February when there's Thorablot, which is the kind of ancient food festival. <laughs> so I talk about that actually in my Icelandic holidays, traditions, and celebrations episode which I'll have linked in the show notes if you want to find out more about when Icelandic people eat some of these dishes. Another way they eat lamb is by pickling it in its fat. And that's not something that everyone is willing to taste. But, you know, if you're adventurous and want to try something different and very Icelandic, feel free to give that a try. Like ice cream, candy holds a special place in Icelandic people's hearts and stomachs. Many grocery stores have a complete aisle dedicated to candy. On Saturday, loose candy that you scoop into bags yourself are half off in supermarkets. You will see grown-ups and kids packed in the aisles so they can get scoops of their favorite candy on a Saturday. While I'm not much of a fan of licorice, there is no denying that it is ridiculously popular here. I'm pretty sure Icelandic people would revolt if their precious licorice was ever taken from them. Licorice on its own is not bad, but the kind with salty powder on it is too intense for my palate. The powder is called salmiac salt, or better known as ammonium chloride. Yes, you heard that right. They put ammonium chloride on their candy and they love it. It gives the candy an astringent, salty taste that can make your tongue feel like it is numb or sting your mouth. The first time I tried it, I thought I was being poisoned, so I immediately spit the candy out. 
This is not to scare you, but I do think you should be aware of what you're eating before putting it in your mouth. Some people who have never had it before love it. So it is possible, of course, for unfamiliar palates to enjoy it. But that's not the case for everyone. And of course, to each their own. Icelandic people also love their chocolate. Noe Sirius is a popular brand here. And I recommend perusing the candy aisle in the grocery store and trying an assortment of things. You'll find a mix of Icelandic, North American, and Scandinavian varieties, amongst some others as well from other countries, to choose from. The supermarkets you will find in Iceland are Bonus, Kronan, and Hagkoip, just for your information. Number six is Rugbroith. Rugbroith, which is an Icelandic rye bread that was traditionally baked in a pot or steamed in a wooden cask that was buried in the ground near a hot spring. When it used to be made with steam from a hot spring, it was called kverabroith, or hot spring bread. Now it's made in a baking pan in the oven. It's a dense bread that's very dark and kind of sweet. People spread butter, cheese, or, or different things on it. This traditional bread is very popular here, and it's definitely worth a try. There are even some places that are making rugbroith vegan, which is pretty awesome. I couldn't possibly talk about Iceland without mentioning fish. And they have all kinds of it here. The Icelandic culture and economy have heavily depended on fish and fishing for ages. It has been a staple in almost all Icelandic people's diets at one time or another. There are loads of saltwater fish varieties in the Atlantic Ocean that surrounds the island. And there are many restaurants that specialize in serving these fish dishes. Whether you have a fish stew, a filet, fish steak, or whatever, you will most likely be getting a fresh and sustainable caught fish. I say most likely because some fish farms have been springing up in Iceland lately, so don't be surprised, though, if some of the fish are coming from fish farms. Number eight is technically not food that you chew on, <laughs> but it is definitely a staple, and that is coffee. Icelandic people pride themselves on drinking coffee, and there are a lot of cafes to get a cup or two. Maybe more, of course, if you're really into drinking a lot. If you are a coffee lover, then you will definitely find a lot of coffee varieties and options here in Iceland. Along with coffee, you can also have some delicious treats like cinnamon rolls and fresh, fresh baked bread in bakeries here. One of my favorite bakeries here is Broith, and they have a few locations. Their first being on Frakastigur in downtown Reykjavik. So definitely check them out. They're the house that is multi-colored with all this graffiti on it. So it's really easy to spot. Number nine is Harthfiskur. Harthfiskur. In modern times, dried fish, or Harthfiskur, is just a snack in Iceland. Back in settlement times, though, drying the fish allowed for families to preserve their food longer. It provided vital nutrients and quick food especially during the winter. Today, eating harthfiskur is kind of like eating a potato chip, except most Icelandic people eat it by spreading some salted butter on it. The fish is usually haddock or cod. One thing I recommend if you have harthfiskur is to definitely eat it in a place that's well ventilated. I do not recommend having it in a car if you can help it, 
or the airplane especially, just because the smell will get everywhere. And it's a very distinct smell of fish, (laughs) dried fish. So just be courteous to others around you and potentially people if you're traveling that might be with you because it's not a pleasant smell if you aren't eating it. And speaking of not so pleasant smells, the last food to try on my list, number 10, is fermented shark. It's the last, but certainly not the least. I was a little reluctant to put this on the list because it tastes worse than it sounds. And I would think that fermented shark already sounds terrible if I were to hear about that for the first time. However, Iceland is known for this spoiled dish and it is totally up to you to put this in your mouth. One thing that helps to cut the putrid taste is to drink a shot of brinnevin, which is Icelandic schnapps right after. I also recommend not touching the shark with your hands to avoid having the lingering smell on your skin. Places like Café Loke, which is right across from the famous church, Hatl Grimskirka, serves these types of dishes. So if you're looking for fermented shark, brinnevin, skid, lamb's head, lamb stew, fish stew, they have a pretty big menu that is able to accommodate that. I'm sure there are other places that do it as well, but that's just the one I know of that many people go to. I hope that you have found this list helpful. Now I move on to the next segment of the show, which is the random fact of the episode. Even though a lot of produce is imported, Icelanders can grow carrots, kale, salad, potatoes, rhubarb, tomatoes, cucumbers, and bell peppers in greenhouses. A lot of these products can be found in local grocery stores and are usually marked with the Icelandic flag or some wording that indicates it's from Iceland. The kind of bizarre thing, though, is that most of the the produce that's Icelandic that's sold in the stores is wrapped in plastic, and I've never been able to understand why this is. You can find fruits and vegetables from other countries that aren't wrapped in plastic, but the Icelandic ones that are only coming that are coming from greenhouses within the country are wrapped in plastic. So that is a little frustrating, but just know that that's currently how it's done. Hopefully we'll be changing just so we can reduce our plastic usage. The Icelandic word of the episode is matur. Matur, which means food. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of All Things Iceland. I upload a new episode every week, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss them. If you want to connect with me, see when new episodes are published, and check out my adventures in Iceland and abroad, I will have links to my social media profiles on my website, from foreigntofamiliar.com. Thakka og 